he also said that his his goal is to become the first American world champion. A guy in front of him on that one. <laughs> it might be difficult <laughs> to achieve this goal. <laughs> I mean, unless he's going to start in a completely different uh, well, maybe some chess. time travel is involved. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, that's... That, 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 that's quite a, a This dream. podcast is probably going to be in his revenge highlight after he becomes a right. world champion. Well, it, it, you know, for me, the, the, um, the disrespect U.S. champion. Here we go. Back in St. Louis. Uh, it's been a long time since our last podcast. Everybody was traveling. You were traveling as well. I was traveling. Yes, sir. Um, but finally, we're back in St. Louis, and I hope we're going to stay here for a little bit. Uh, we do have a big tournament coming up. Chess 9 and Lex, we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, first of all, yes, sir, this is Absolutely. your second, third time on the podcast. Third. I, I thought I would be invited once, <laughs> then it would be written in stone. Thou shall not invite Yasser to another podcast ever again. So the fact that I made it to the third time, this is amazing. I feel like kind of a cat with nine lives. But Fabi, no, seriously, I can't congratulate you enough. Well done on qualifying for the Thank candidates. You. I, in my career, uh, qualified twice for the candidates. But what you have done is absolutely, absolutely Actually, remarkable. I, I'm curious. I, yeah. uh, which... Um... Which years and and how, how was it qualified? Eighty-five Montpellier was and it was a double round robin, and then they went to the candidates matches. I have lost to Jonathan Spillman in the candidate matches, so those were my two uh, experiences. But what you have done, well, just def I mean that's that blows away every American uh, player for candidates. Full stop. End of story. So it's just well done. Now the question is. Winning the next yeah that candidates. would that would be good and uh, the juniors are coming oh my goodness speaking of which so I was uh, <laughs> I I guess you've heard that that Hans and Chess.com and Magnus and Icaro all reconciled settled. they all reconciled wonderful Mazel and, tov. yeah and so Hans is back playing on Chess.com right and then and came also, the Grammic <laughs> <laughs> that's another story but he's also been streaming. Yes, it to, is back to, great, to streaming. Great popularity and hilarity. His, did you say or popu pop popularity? I was going to say hilarity. Maybe, maybe also. But maybe the also. Botez challenge. Yeah, he he did mention uh, Botez. Yes, as well, I saw that. But too. he also said that his his goal, uh, which he will manifest, is to become the first American world champion. The first, first the first American world champion. There was maybe a guy in front of him on that one. <laughs> it might be difficult to achieve this goal. <laughs> I mean, unless he's going to start in a completely different uh, well, Maybe some chess. time travel is involved. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. That's, that, 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 that's quite a, a This dream. podcast is probably going to be in his revenge highlight after he becomes right. a world champion. Well, it, it, you know, for me, the, the, um, the disrespect U.S. championships were... He, you were interviewed year, yeah. and he was saying, you know, well, you know, if you can't play anymore, you could always be a pop.
podcaster or maybe a commentator or maybe a streamer i don't know but i mean i was disrespected on every level it was wonderful <laughs> we were basically made the bottom of the barrel exactly like, oh the hell are you guys no that was right right but no I, well welcome back to the world of chess hans thank you, thank you. yeah welcome welcome hans fabi uh, i think the last time we talked was after your match against ilmas mm -hmm. a lot of things have happened i know yeah. At that point, you were like, I, I understand that at this point, this tournament is going to be extremely, extremely long, extremely mm -hmm. taxing. That was a big match. I mean, it wasn't easy at all. Um, I remember you were busted at some point. Um, yeah, that was the closest game. I was to getting knocked out before I actually got... Really? The match against uh, Ilmaz? Yeah, definitely the closest because um, the second game I was objectively losing. So it wasn't like my first game against Lanier yeah. where I was objectively losing, but the second game... So it makes it the, the closest just because it was out of my control. If Lanier wins at that point. Still have a chance, however small it is, to get back. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. However small, I can still win the second game. Mm -hmm. If he loses the second game, that's it. It's over. And also, I, I was dealing with some very extreme anxiety during that match. I don't know why, but I was just like, uh, yeah. I was is it because of uh, the rating difference? I don't know. I don't think so. Because I, I didn't feel it in the first match. I didn't feel it in the third match. Or the fourth or the fifth match, <laughs> but uh, but for some reason that second match and I don't know why it was, but I was even getting some physical symptoms and, <gasps> and uh, after that things started to feel just a bit better. Maybe it was like I had been eliminated in the second match before against Jumabayev. Yeah, which I guess technically it's like the third match because but okay we get automatically seated through to exactly. through the first round right so. Right. Uh, so maybe I still had some memories of that. I, I'm not sure what it was, uh, but I wanted to ask you that as we were coming into the broadcast uh, to the podcast. Um, I was saying to you, you play awfully lot of games, like full stop tournament games, and they, you forget about the title Tuesdays, but tournament games aren't just mentally stressful. You also have this nervous energy, you know, like you're now going to play in Armageddon. You qualified through the Armageddon, but now it's a new match. And, and this nervous energy, eventually you tap out. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about an anxiety that you had it in a certain match, I'm stunned that doesn't occur more often because the nervous energy that you can experience in a tournament, the concerns and the worries, and especially if you're not sleeping, you have a bad time sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really it's bad. terrible. It's that's brutal. Really but talk more about. I'm curious about Baku itself and um, the event and how it was staged and finally just making it to the semifinals with the group of players you did. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I, I think it was overall well organized. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some, I think, issues with the food in the hotel. I don't think the food was at the too great. end. It was an issue that Magnus himself had, right? Yeah, I, I, it's not like it was. Okay, he he got poisoning. I think that's also some bad luck, right? Right. Uh, I I didn't get that, but but in general, the quality wasn't so great with the food. That was, okay, that was my feeling. Then again, after one month, maybe all food uh -huh. starts to feel like if you just get the same stuff, it all starts to feel right, pretty bland and, and repetitive and not good. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, overall the the. Playing all was nice. Um, the uh, anti-cheating measures, I think, were pretty good. Right. I, I, I saw that Maxime had a complaint that there oh, was no delay. He? 
Uh, sorry, it was like a public complaint. So he I'm posted not... on Twitter, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Was... What, what was his complaint? Sorry. He basically said that there's no uh, delay. Delay has been kind of a mainstay in all these big tournaments. Uh, we do this with right. the Grand Chess Tour. We're doing it even with the Chess 9 LX. But apparently there was no delay. And even ah. before it started, I think he posted this before or after the first round or something like that. It was very early on. Early yeah. on, yeah. Like, uh, And he said that this is very strange. So to be clear, that. what we're talking about, of course, is the broadcast delay. And the idea is that when the broadcast is not live, that there's a 15-minute delay, any senses of possibilities of cheating are just completely eliminated because we're watching something 15 minutes outside of real time. Yeah. And there was no delay. Interesting. Yeah, especially no if, you, if you're relying on a second person. It exactly. deals with a second person. Exactly. You would have to do it on your own in that case. Right. Which makes it more difficult. Uh, by a multiple factor, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're getting searched. Like, we, we got yeah. searched after pretty much every, after every win, and then in, up from the semifinals on, after every game. Clear. Win or lose, you, I got, actually, no, against the boss, I kind of ran away very quickly in the first... <laughs> I don't know. They didn't. They didn't complain to me or anything. But I was like, okay, if you're gonna accuse me of cheating after this game, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I lost in like 19 moves. <laughs> Probably not the not the time to do. Yeah. You gonna, can go. I'm gonna you call, can go. I'm gonna call on this one. I, I, I don't think he cheated. <laughs> not in this game. But uh, yeah, I think that the anti-cheating measures are very important. Yeah. I mean, okay, an online chess is okay. It's it's a very big issue. But over the board as well, just to at least lessen the possibility. Mm -hmm. If someone, and also you kind of give some reassurance to people mm -hmm. that there aren't suspicions, because even if everyone's completely clean, yeah, with no measures, you still don't want to have the suspicion there because it, it messes with people's heads. It exactly. leads to to um, maybe some sort of talk or even an explosion like what happened in St. Louis, obviously that could, right. like the culmination, if there's too much suspicion growing or too much pressure building up in a community. So you don't want that. Uh, and of course you'd also want to lessen the possibility. Of course, maybe someone could find some high tech spy, spy stuff to, right. but you want to at least mitigate the danger. Exactly. It, it's, it's such a different world and planet of, of chess today. I mean, this the fact that computers are so incredibly strong and can be so impactful yeah. that we have to take these measures uh but again baku for me and watching it as an outsider was an extreme success it's a, this is a great tournament with great names and frankly speaking great prize funds as well so yeah. all around you know just mazel tov i, I think the format is great i think the knockout system does bring Would you a lot like of interest. A double knockout? I mean, you do it for like the, the American, American Cup. Cup. Yeah. I don't think it would work for the World Cup. It's just, just too big. Too many players. Yeah, it's and too long. Yeah, you have to cut on. You are there twenty-five the days. Yeah. If it, there had been a double elimination, that you would have, have been make, another round. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to make the format, uh, the time a bit shorter. Like you have to play rapids or something like that. Mm -hmm. You could change for, the format for, for the eliminated for the for the double elimination. Yeah. Okay. So the problem with elimination is that it does have some randomness to it. I mean, you, you see big names knocked out early because they just have a bad move, a bad well, like five minutes and that's hey, it. Hey, Magnus had never won this event in his life before. Yeah. And, so. and he was very close to getting knocked out by Keimer because... Twice. Twice. Uh, uh, the, he, two lives that he had in Baku. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, one? The first one with Keimer. And um, there was a second match that he was That also, was an incredible comeback, by the way, the one against Keimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah to grind that 
I think Down. against the boss of was his next biggest danger because he was losing in one move with white pieces in the first game. Yes, yes, queen yeah. g1, yes. He wouldn't have been exactly. out of it. Right. So he that could have won with black. Yeah. That's right. Against Keimer, it was completely over because he had lost the first game and he was actually losing the second game. Yeah, knight takes e4. One move. That was it. One, One move. move. Right. And he's out. Yeah. It was very similar to that moment when uh, he played against a nun at the World Championship match. Yes. Yeah, king d2 or He whatever. spotted it. He yeah, saw instantly. the move instantly. And as soon as he made that move, he, yeah. against a nun, I think he collapsed. He was like, okay. Right. And then against Kaimor, he started looking around on yeah, well, <laughs> the Yeah, well, by the way, well, that's another one of the things as a chess player. When, when he, you know, Magnus just looks to the camera and he's just staring at the camera and then he looks back and the guy has played queen takes c3. Yeah. And he looks again, like, you know something's off. <laughs> you, know, you know something's amiss. But at that point, you start feeling that things are going his way, right? Yeah. When Keimer misses that right. basic tactic, yeah. you feel like Magnus is probably going to come back. Exactly. Like, forget about the engine saying 0-0. Zero, zero, forget about... At, at some point, I think the engine was saying that Black was better in the endgame. Maybe even slight. But, but no. He was no. just going to grind because the, be, Because, again, it's this incredible feeling. And as, as, as Grandmasters, you know this. It's sort of like you, 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 you've, given, you've been given this bill of health. When you know, you know, you're, you're dead. And it's sort of like, well, let's push it even harder now yeah. that maybe I can win and turn this around. But uh, again, uh, and Baku and the World Cup weren't the only great things that are happening. I think uh, Dusseldorf was pretty uh, a nice event, a new event. At least for me, this, this was a mini Olympiad. I mean, there was so many great stars. You played with an amazing team and on paper... <laughs> not that you did so well no no we didn't do too well <laughs> but on paper it, it was fantastic it was a very fun, fun event yeah tough, there was a lot of criticism about it fair that it wasn't you know an argle event lots of things can, yeah. yeah yeah what was what was the event about why did it happen i don't think that matters so much if uh if it's like it's not detracting from anything right it's if people want to watch it, if they enjoy watching it, then they can enjoy it. Exactly. And the players who play have a chance of money. Exactly. It gives amateurs a chance to play with with players who they normally wouldn't play against. And not just amateurs, Fabi. I am telling you, I was there in Dusseldorf. I saw an amazing number of junior players, junior players playing on the teams, and starstruck. You know, just kids looking at you, looking at Kramnik, looking at Vichy and going... Oh my gosh, I'm shoulder to shoulder with these guys. So, yeah, I mean, sure, there, there are reasonable criticisms. The, the winning team was deep, like an incredibly powerful squad who played very well together, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's one of the criticisms uh, because they very often compared it to the Pro Chess League where it right. had the rating cap. I feel yeah. like because at this tournament, there were only like three realistically potentially winning teams, right? Okay. Out of what, 20? I think it was about no, 20 teams. No, it was uh, much more. more it was cl closer to 40. I think closer to 40, okay. Yeah, there was like... Uh, but only the top three had a realistic chance provided, to Provided the winning team played as well as they did. Yes. And they did play well together. Yeah. Right? It was pretty remarkable. I mean, Wesley had like maybe the worst result on board one with like plus two, while 
everybody yeah. else. Prague was doing amazing things on the reserve yeah. board and stuff. But I feel you should put the rating cap. They do that with the amateur teams here in the United States. You have the amateur teams east, west, north, south. Right. And uh, a rating cap would make things very interesting. What we did in, in uh, Seattle for the China match is we had four open boards. So women could uh, also uh, play on the open boards. Then we had two women's boards, two junior boards. Mm -hmm. Okay, we didn't have the amateur board, but uh, I would love to have seen you know the junior boards as well. That's what they tried at the Global Chess Championship, which right? is fantastic. Was I that love the Global that. Chess Championship. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, in no, no, Dubai. No. What was the Dubai one? Oh, um, that, wait, what was the name was. of it? Because there was also the GlobalChess.com one. That yeah, was that's a totally different thing. The rapid one, Western um, one, the. What was it called? Maybe it was called Global was Chess League. Global Chess League. I think Global it was Chess the Global Chess League. League. Yeah. yeah. They have, <laughs> there's so many tournaments, right? You kind Which of is great. Them. I, I, it, it's phenomenal that yeah. you just said what you just said because there's so many events and they happen over the course of the summer. We just had here in St. Louis these classical mm -hmm. events as well. I did uh, some commentary with Begum and it was really funny. Like Begum Man, she wasn't settling back. So we had done some analysis, and I realized at a certain moment of our analysis, we had missed mate and one. Mm. We had missed checkmate and one. So I said, Begum, I'm sorry, I got to apologize for you, but you've missed mate and one. <laughs> <laughs> to which she answered, Oh, I'm so ashamed for you. Yes. <laughs> she was right there. Commentary. She's punchy. She's punchy. Oh, boy. I was like, Whoa. I was like, Commentary, I got to tell you, you're a player, you're a coach, I commentary, it's never been this good. There's so many events, and they're fascinating to watch, and they're all different. And whether it be Dusseldorf and Rapid Chess, or what's coming up tomorrow, Chess mm -hmm. 969 LX. I mean, I actually don't understand why they're calling it Chess 9 LX instead of Chess 960. I'm sure there's it some reason. Cooler. They wanted, they wanted to, uh, to, have branding, their own branding yeah, yeah. trademark right. trademark okay Chesnine roman LX. numerals okay. you know just nine lx but tell us you have to choose from a, a plethora of events how do you do it how do you make the is it just financial whatever uh, pays best i i prioritize the events which first of all are part of the cycle yeah, the that's my first priority. Or the yeah. World Championship matches, uh, World yeah, Championship yeah. The, cycle, the, the feeding. World Cup, the uh, yeah, Grand Swiss, and so on. Those exactly. Events. After that, it's uh, the Grand Chess Tour is going to be my next order priority. Clear. Um, so those events I pretty much have set up from the start of the year that right. I'm going to play the the Grand Chess Tour, and then after that, it's probably based on what would would earn me most profit. What fits yeah. in the and, schedule, and also fits in the schedule. Yeah. Right. But it ends up being like a completely full full schedule. Yeah, even even maybe more than full, especially with online events because there's so many like chess.com events now, right? right? They're they're all pretty much nonstop. Exactly. Like I, I I just finished one right after Dusseldorf, and then on September 18th there's another one. September 18th. That's yeah. coming up really that's fast pretty too. Soon. And then right. after that, if you qualify for whatever division, then it's like September 24th. You have another tournament before that, September 11th. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a new one. <laughs> There's a speed chess championship, <laughs> right? Which is which is like one day, and if you make it past that, then another day. Right, but it's a, a serious event. But yeah, it's a serious event, right? It's yeah, right. it's all the best players in the world, with a few exceptions. Um, only I think Jan is not playing for for reasons that I don't really know. He but, actually made the 
pretty big fuss about it on on the internet on twitter especially it was like yeah jan jan when they announced the list of the players yeah. he retweeted and he said i guess i'm not good enough because <laughs> he didn't get an invite for no, whatever no, no. reason. Oh. He, he was invited he was invited i'm sure i'm sure but then why would he tweet that well he probably declined why would he i mean i don't that? actually know but it's just unthinkable to me that he wouldn't be invited Okay, we're maybe, maybe I'm right now. I could, yeah, I could be wrong. I could because that felt extremely like, sour from right. Him, right? Like, Salty, I guess yeah. I'm not I'm not good enough type of thing. Because I, I don't know how they do it, but but it's you. It should be by rating, no? And by rating, he would be. Yeah, I guess at some point it's just like invitation based. I know the Grand Chester is by rating. Exactly, they want to make it as I'm much gonna, merit who's, who's on very based as possible. The Grand right. Chester, they right. don't. And then play you have games. the wild cards. And then you have yes, the, the every no, tournament wild cards. Yeah, absolutely. You get Magnus a couple of times, which was right. no. This okay. year's Grand Chess Tour was was. So so who's playing serious. the Speech Chess Championship? Okay, so it's Hikaru and Magnus. Mm-hmm. Makes Ding, sense. Ding Wesley. By the way, Wesley is much lower than Young. Yes. In rating. Yes. Levon. I don't believe Levon played a qualifying event, and I don't believe that that because Jan is much higher rated than Levon in classical. And probably yeah, probably, very high rate. probably higher at Rapid and Blitz than Levon. Makes so why sense. would why would he not get an invitation over and Maxime unless they played some sort of qualifying events, which I don't haven't seen them. Good. I don't know. Maybe they no, have. But then why did he tweet that? Well, I don't know, but it's just unthinkable to me. I mean, when when we were invited, I think he was also higher rated than me. And even now, I'm only a few points higher than him. So I, I don't really see how it would be weird to me. I mean, it's possible, but it would be very. I think mm-hmm. there's something there. Uh, but again, we're just speculating here. Uh, I got it just felt good, like a very sour... Well, just on that tweet. note, I got in a pretty good poke on Jan uh, during Dusseldorf. I congratulated him on becoming world champion. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I finally made it. <laughs> Maybe you inspired him. Maybe he, I did. He did, he did tweet know. that. <laughs> um, talk about poking and world champions. Ding Lorin, suspiciously he's, absent. What's going playing. on with Ding? Does anybody know? Not me. Nobody. I mean, knows. he doesn't no. want to play. He just. But I, I don't see it as so strange because he hasn't played before the match either. No, that's right. He like this he, big pause. It's it's one of the weirdest things, but he has basically been retired from chess for the last three years, as far as I can tell. I well, mean, that's an interesting way of I putting mean, he played it. The I know he's yeah, he, he's not active, but retired well if you don't play any events except for the candidates right and then you don't even try to qualify for the candidates but then somehow magically <laughs> do get it magically get it <laughs> right. you don't even want to like he didn't play any the reluctant candidate yeah. <laughs> he's not even trying to qualify <laughs> right. somehow he gets in nicely done and then when he played the candidates he wasn't even trying to win it <laughs> so i mean he was out of contention the first half that is for darn sure right and, and like besides that, what events did he play? I mean, okay, he played some like, Tata Steel, perhaps. Oh Tata yeah, Steel? he did play in Tata preparation. Steel. Yeah. In preparation That's true. For, right. for the World Championship match. I mean, and then he Romania. felt kind of absent there. And yeah. Romania immediately after. Yeah, he played Romania and then stopped. That was it. Yeah. The thing is, in between these years, he played, I believe, the first couple of events on what used to be Chess Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Um, the Magnus Tour. Basically. Yeah, I played him a match there in twenty twenty. After that, yeah. he retired from that as well. Like, I don't think he played a lot of those. Mm. You were seeing all these players playing pretty much every single one of them. But he, after two of them, I think just basically retired. Sure, he 
always had internet problems. Whenever yes. this was the case, he always had internet problems. He wasn't doing well because of time difference as well. So there were a couple of uh, impediments mm -hmm. uh, to him doing well, but yeah, it's, it, it's a bit strange. And this has been raised by a lot of people, this, this question, and nobody actually knows why he's not. As world champion, you certainly have an ambassadorial you have the torch. role. Yeah. yeah, you've been, now you got to run with the torch and uh, lead, lead, lead us to wherever you want to go. Speaking of leaders, if you don't mind me asking, <clears throat> Magnus is simply amazing. I mean, let's stop. I mean, just Jesus. The guy is just doing incredible things. But at the same time, he stepped outside of the world mm -hmm. championship cycle. And he said, Dingler in, Jan, you guys play for, for the title and made the best band win. Diminishes the world championship cycle? His absence? Yeah, it's hard to, hard to argue that it doesn't. Of course. I mean, of course, it still has a great deal of meaning. Of course. But okay, to say that it's at the same level, it would be silly, right? Right. Yeah. I, no matter who wins the next one or the one after that, as long as, uh, unless that person also surpasses Magnus in rating. Exactly. As the number which one could happen. That's yes. It's not, yes. Uh, it's not out of the question. I'm not saying it's likely, but it's not out of right. the question. Unless that happens or Magnus starts to like, let's say dip in results, mm -hmm. then uh, at least it's diminished. It's yes. still, of course, a tremendous achievement to win of a course. world championship match. Right. Right. It's, it's not like you uh, beating Jan is a tremendous achievement or beating Ding is a tremendous achievement, but it's still not the same as playing Magnus. So you feel it as a, as a player yourself. Like, I'm playing this world championship cycle, but I'm not going to be playing against Magnus. I'm not facing yeah, I, the best. Well, it's... Yeah, it, it's... Definitely not the same if I play someone else. But okay, first of all, I would be thrilled just to get there. It's not even Indeed. the question. Right. Like for me, it doesn't doesn't really matter because I'm not. I don't base my decisions on the decisions of Magnus or anyone else. Right? Clear. That's so I was going out to, of your side of your responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I, you I was going to play the cycle that. regardless of who is playing in it. Agreed. Agreed. Whether it's Magnus, if he wants to play the candidates, he still can. Yeah. And I'll play him there. Because he's not playing the candidates. He's not, no, he's not going to play the candidates. But <laughs> right. of course, it, my decision to play the candidates or not is not based on him. Right. Um, but from the outside point of view, from the fan perception, yeah. obviously they're going to give more weight if Magnus plays the candidates and then the winner beats him in the candidates. The reason I bring it up, uh, Fabi and uh, Christian, the reason I bring it up is I entered the world of chess with this massive question mark hanging over the world of chess. I got caught up in the Bobby Fisher boom. And then by the time I started playing in tournament chess, Bobby quit. So Karpov becomes the world champion and everybody says, yeah, but is, he couldn't beat Fisher. And then all the chess fans going back and forth. So <clears throat> there was Karpov winning everything from literally 1975 to the advent of Gary in 1985. So this 10-year period, he's got this cloud over his shoulder of, like, could Fisher win? And then Fisher comes back in 92. Kasparov, we flash forward. Kasparov loses a match in 2000. He remains, unlike Fisher, the number one rated player. He continues playing. But there's Kramnik, there's Ponomaryov, there's Rustam, there's world champions galore, and there's... Gary Kasparov, the number one ranked player, and everybody's saying, yeah, the legitimate match has got to include. And then finally we get this reunification 
And then finally, we come to 2013, or even before 2013, Vichy really consolidates. Mm -hmm. And then the question mark is gone. Like The well, first Kramnik, right, in 2006? I guess this was the first well, unification. Well, but they did no. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's with uh, Topolov. But even mm -hmm. that, Toilet Gate. Uh, okay, it had a yeah, lot of weird right, things right, around right, it, right, but, right, but he right, did right. win the match. But at least you, you could call that the, certainly by the time you get to Bonn, because then they changed the system in Mexico City to... You know, a player double round robin uh, world championship like San Luis. Anyway, I'm saying for sure by the time you get to 2013, question marks are gone. And it's sort of such a, a relief as a chess fan, as somebody who lived in the Bobby Fischer overhang period. And now comes Magnus's decision to step out. And I think that is just, you know, as a chess fan, again, just as a chess fan, this is so impactful. And for me, by the way, it's not just Magnus. It's who Yi Fan. Mm. If I'm a But sponsor, there's a big difference there. Well, and there's a big the difference there. The number one lady, yeah. she's withdrawn from the world of chess. Yes, but she's semi-retired at this point. Magnus actually plays everything except the World Championship match. Exactly. That's about it. Like, he plays right. the World Cup. He, he's a very active... He used to he be is. a very active World Champion. He is still extremely active he in is, and online Rapid & Blitz events. Pretty much... Every, I'm sure he's going to play in December. Right. Uh, the World Rapid & Blitz. He just doesn't like the format of the World Championship match. Pretty so it's there's a big difference between him and Bobby, for example, right? Because well, Bobby just disappeared right. from the world of chess. But precisely, but I'm saying Hu something... Like also. Yeah, but Hu Yifan also had issues with the FIDE cycle. She yes. didn't like the FIDE cycle. So I'm saying, wait a minute, guys. If I'm a sponsor of chess, and I am, and if I'm a chess fan, and I am, you know, the FIDE is doing something wrong. World Championship is not appealing to the number one lady, to the number one guy. And this is injurious to our crown jewels. What are our crown jewels? World Championship match titles. I mean, of course, we, are, we appreciate our titles, but the World Championship is what you are inspired to play for. And I think, speaking for your colleagues, the same, right? I think that we can't rule out that there will be big changes at some point. Not, you can't rule out, can't, or can't you rule can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. Because somebody especially PDA now taking have, notice, right? I don't know. I don't know where it will come from, but we have a lot of big entities in chess, mm -hmm. and and definitely chess has taken on a slightly different life from, let's say, the recent past. Let's say five years ago. Well, things have changed a lot. Online, online the COVID scene. has just changed everything, yeah. and the online scene has become enormous. There's a lot more popularity, right? Um, so I don't know what that will bring, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are some big changes, which maybe go into the actual uh, classical cycle. Which, mm -hmm. But maybe they don't. Maybe it stays the same. But okay, it's 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 interesting that you pointed out going back to 1972. There's there's been pretty much from 72 to 2013, a huge period of indecisiveness yeah, and yeah, uncertainty. A lot of, yeah. uh, sometimes weird things going on. Sometimes we don't know who the best player in the world is. Right. Sometimes we do, but that player isn't the world champion. Right. I, I don't think that's ever been a problem in the past. Before I mean, 1972 or, well, maybe there was, but, but actually, Blanc, we Alec didn't know. About it. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I, so I, uh, part of this, um, the commentary team for the what was it called champions chess tour mm -hmm. they were like who are the goats of chess uh so obviously the 
all the commentators picked um, Gary, Magnus, and Judith as three goats. And then there were some differences in the last two picks. Right. And uh, one of the picks, obviously Fisher was up there and, and so on, Karpov. One of the picks was Botvinnik. Interesting. And I was like, how can you pick... Botvinnik. Botvinnik. Like, no offense to Botvinnik. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> but there's like, no. like 10 players that you have to pick before Botvinnik. Right. right. I, which is kind of unrelated. Right. But I, I, I was recently it, looking through the history of the World Championship, which I kind of knew about, but I was looking a bit deeper into it. And Karpov, even though he didn't win a match against Fischer, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he did dominate the chess world for a period of time. Yeah, 10 for, years. For like a decade, yeah. Just, just, I got to throw in two things here because I think they're hilarious. The first one is what you were just saying about Anatoly Karpov. People forget that in his first match, he was winning 5 nothing against one of the guys you're going to say is the great, it's a goat, myself included, Gary Kasparov. Gary Kasparov survived that mm -hmm. and then came back. But one of the great lines of all times was in 1992 bobby fisher returns to chess plays a match against boris basky boris basky too if you will wins a match that's played for five million dollars takes his money it takes his money <laughs> flies to away into the sunset but along comes gary kasparov <clears throat> so there's a journalist in linaris saying mr kasparov mr kasparov i'm just a, a journalist and uh, i'm writing about the world of chess um down the road Bobby Fischer is playing a world championship match. Uh, what do you think about that? No, it's not a world championship match. They're playing old man's chess, replies Gary Kasparov. Old man's chess. Okay, okay, I get that. But, but why isn't it a world championship match? Why is your match with Nigel Short the world championship match? Here it comes. Are you ready? It's about the money. Whoever makes the most money <laughs> is the world champion. Huh. Bobby's playing for five billion. You're playing for one billion. Bobby's playing for five billion. You're playing for one billion. So you know what I mean about the indecisiveness of the world. Yeah. This chess journalist is trapped. How do I report this to my <laughs> readers? How do I let him know that? If it is about the money, <laughs> if we're talking about that world championship. Is match. it about the money? Is I don't it about the money? I don't think the money is at all relevant. I mean, it is to the players. Of course. But not to the legitimacy of the match. Okay. I mean, in that case, we have to discount all matches before 72, right? I mean, yeah. What were they playing for? 6,000 rubles. Yeah, nothing. And, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, so Bobby and and, uh, and Spassky, they played for a decent prior. Yeah, 250000 Okay, yeah, a lot of money back then. A lot of money. First of all, uh, the prize fund, as I remember it, it was supposed to be about 20000 US dollars, full stop. The Icelanders uh, were in competition with Yugoslavia. And somehow, I believe Yugoslavia was going to win at the time, but somehow Icelandic, Iceland got 125000 which was an amazing bid. And I think the Yugoslav tipped their hats and said, uh, you know, good luck. And Bobby said, not enough. And it was already at that time maybe six times whatever the fee day minimum was. Bobby said, not enough. And it was actually J James Slater. He was a British guy who was a student of Leonard Barden, said, okay, I think you're a chicken. 
I'll double the prize fund. He put up 125000 on top of what the Icelanders did, and he called Bobby out. Bobby got on the plane and <laughs> went to Iceland. <laughs> I mean, you know, the history of the world championship, it's great stuff. World championship matches are great, 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 great. Inspiring. And I, we talked about diminishment a moment ago. Is the world championship title going to be... Going to be restored? What? Let's let's take it back a notch, actually, Please, because yeah, I, I, at some point you made a very interesting point, uh, Fabi. You said that there's going to be some changes, or perhaps there will be some changes, yeah. right? And there's a lot of players right now, big players in the world of chess. You have Chess.com, you have Fide, yes, um, which everybody complains about. You have <laughs> the Grand <laughs> Chess Tour and the Saint Louis Chess Club. What does it take for Magnus to get back into the mix? Well, I said they're, they're perhaps, this is just speculation based on right. the general interest in chess, the trend. And I agree with that. You. I've seen in the last few years, which mm -hmm. everyone has seen, right? That it's mo mostly moving online yeah. and moving towards faster time controls. Clear. And just that, okay, Magnus, obviously he has some sway. He's not, he hasn't swayed FIDE to change their, their... What does it take to sway FIDE and change, maybe change the format of the World Championship match? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, FIDE selling the rights of the World Championship match. I don't know. What is your opinion? I, I, have, I have no idea. I don't know what, um, what influences people at FIDE, what they're looking for, um, if they care about the history, if they just care about what's the best business decision. I have no idea. Well, I'll just take it back a little bit and I'll go with very, the very, very little I know. Uh, first of all, I mean, FIDE over its history has been a very contentious organization because you had the Bobby Fischer issues with the Soviet Chess Federation, and there was the Cold War, and then you had Kersan and Campo, uh, very controversial presidents. You know, the crazy part is I think right now FIDE's done a remarkable job. I really do. I mean, just organizing the Olympiads is an enormous undertaking. Organizing the World Cups is an enormous undertaking. And when you think about all of those things that FIDE does, including the rules and regulations, including the titles, and you know, so many things could go wrong and they do a lot competently. Here, as I understand it, the FIDE actually put together a team, a, a committee, mm -hmm. for the World Championship, I think it's called the World Championship Committee, where they did take the organizers, the, the Jeroen Vandenberg from the Tata Steel, and other organizers around the world and got them together and said, guys, you know, make the world championship cycle, talk to the players and everything like that. And it came out to what it is today. And I, I think that the FIDE has always had an open mind, but we heard rumblings and complaints from Magnus, which was make the world championship system more modern you like that's what he said make it more modern sure okay but give us give us the idea what is modern well and he said more games he wants more games okay. maybe a short time control more games so yeah there more, more games and faster yeah. that's what magnus wants on the other hand i think it's sets if you will just yes. like the magnus carlson tour sure. itself yeah yeah just have a set uh, each day i think magnus would also agree that we shouldn't be making decisions based on his personal desires mm -hmm. like you don't have people in other sports changing the system based on what they want there 
they might be the greatest of all time and right. people might want to watch them more than anyone else but still you don't hear about right. tennis changing no like no. suddenly uh, it's more sets <laughs> right Djokovic wants more sets or less sets i mean it just doesn't right. happen right right so I, I don't think there's anything wrong with magnus giving his preferences by the way just on that note in the world of tennis because I actually really do like tennis. The world of tennis was changed, and it was changed dramatically by the television. So the television basically said, when you get to 6-6 six, six in sets, we're going to have a tiebreaker and not we have play to, to two. It. We have to finish it. We have yeah. to finish it. Yeah. And then they, they said, however, on the fifth set, we will let the two games and then it, there was a Wimbledon where it went like 48 yeah, to 50 yeah. I think it was Djokovic <laughs> versus uh, Federer for like three days no yeah. it was two other was guys was this Isner's match yes yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes yes yeah. with the American <laughs> like, like yes, yeah, yes. But, the, but it was the TV that pulled the weight mm -hmm. and said it wasn't a player but it was the TV said no 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 we, 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 we gotta make this which is what could happen to chess that right. just the online scene Right. The online entities because the rights sort of that change. the television was paying were so great right now television is not paying the broadcast uh, and that's probably what has to happen like you get an espn you get the big network you get maybe chess.com will come to feed and say okay we're going to pay you this amount of money this offer for that this you really cannot refuse right and then we're going to set our own rules basically right but yeah, it's mo that sounds... To appeal as much as possible to a fan base. But because I, I also don't understand it. I mean, we have, like, they want to say, or, okay, we're speaking hypotheticals here, but Please. let's say ESPN came in and they want mm -hmm. to say, we want to host the world championship. And someone else is like, well, FIDE, they have the world championship. And their world championship is three weeks long. Right. And ESPN says, no, we, no, we, we don't want that. We don't want a three we week long. We want five days. Uh, yeah. And, and three, yeah. two hours a day. Right. Of like 300, 300 moves. We don't want any. Yeah, we want a lot of games. We want it all fast. Yeah. And we want it in this compact time period. Frame. But they can also just do that. Of course. Like they can. And here's $100 million and, and let's go players. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't think anyone's dreaming about hundred million dollars in chess, but but uh, but not let's yet. say they oh, not yet. <laughs> let's say they want to give like two million bucks to the whatever and tour. Whoop, they can do that. Everybody shows up, but maybe they want to call it the world. Do does that actually matter? Do 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 they really need to call it the world championship? Can't they just call it the online world championship or the ESPN that world was one championship of the or big, whatever? The, that was one of the biggest things that Kasparov had faced when he broke away with the uh, GMA, the Grand Masters Association. So this idea that there would be these parallel world championship matches mm -hmm. and then the FIDE saying, hey, look, you know, like we're going to have a player's tour, but we're going to have an official tour. I think for a lot of sponsors, like seriously, it's not a joke. I think for a lot of sponsors, they don't want competitive organizations. They want a single mm -hmm. that everybody is, is singing from the same hymn book. Now, on the other hand, you, you made a very good point. I mean, and we have seen that in the past with the PCA as well, the Intel Grand, Grand Tour, what Gary Kasparov organized himself. Um, a breakaway. And then there was that famous line from Kersen. Did you hear that? The, so the line from Kersen is, Ruslan is our world champion. Tomorrow we will have a PepsiCo, Pepsi, <laughs> PepsiCo world champion. <laughs> he was trying to say Pepsi. 
that it was PepsiCo world Pepsi. champion. They'll make a world champion from Pepsi. And yeah. the way it's the way he presented it, it was it was a very legitimate argument against a splitting. It's funny because there's this big controversy. Controversy. It's been beautiful like last words, week's right controversy, basically. Last week's controversy. In the world of sports. Um, I think it was the sprinter uh, from the US that won dominantly uh, the world championship um, in 100 meters, I think in 200 meters as well, but basically they were comparing him to um, Usain Bolt. Right. Like, at that level. And he was like... Why do the NBA players call themselves world champions? You know, right. I am the world champ. I am a world champion. These saw, guys are hypocrites. You know, they they're not world champions. They are American champions because right. the NBA is the National right. Basketball Association. And then everybody from the NBA side were like, "Yes, but all the best, just all the best basketball, basketball players, players play in the NBA, so we should call ourselves the world champions." And you get that in baseball as well, right? Of course, we're the world, we're world champions, champions of, baseball. of baseball, but it happens uh, in the United yeah. States. So, yeah, it's. But isn't that changing now in basketball? Well, like they European, have the, European, the, they have the FIBA uh, basketball world championships going on. Oh, it, now. it's not official. The, no, no, the I mean like just saying we yeah. are the world champions. No, I just mean that other countries are getting. Yeah, America like, usually doesn't fare so well. Yeah. Actually, oh, in those it, world championship yes, matches in the world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like Lithuania. He's a world champion. Yeah, the world championship. Right? Very, very. Mm. I'm not surprised by Lithuania. Have you seen their chess team? All of them are like Huge. six four. <laughs> I mean, if their chess team is all six four, imagine they're like, basketball dang. players. <laughs> basketball <laughs> might be, they might be very very good. The world of chess has right now. I feel like Fabi. I have a hard time as a commentator, not as a player. I once again as a commentator, just keeping up with all the things that's going on. Aren't you overwhelmed? A little bit. I, I mean, it's uh, it's mostly good. I have to say. Um, yeah, it's I would like it's, that versus the alternative for yeah, sure. It's the most profitable time in chess for for a chess a player. golden era, if you yeah. Will. I, I can't speak about the '90s, right? I, I no, think I think there was, was very good money in chess in the '90s. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, from how long I've been playing, this has been the most profitable era Clear. the last few years, just because online chess brings a lot of extra money. Exactly, and and also like if you look back, there were a lot of what I would call dark periods in chess in terms of like complete confusion about it. Who is the world champion? Absolutely. I mean, if we go back to when there was those uh, like knockout world champion championships, mm -hmm. and then you had Gary as the best player in the world, and then you had Kramnik as the guy who beat him. Right. And then sometimes you had like a tournament every once in a while, like 2005, to Paul wins. Right. And and before that you had Rustem Halit winning. Man and yeah, Rustem and Panamaria. And, and Karpov and Anand. And, and uh, yeah. you have all these knockouts and then... Uh, you have this, and finally you have the unification in 2006. But before that, it was like who? It was terrible, who is, is, and a lot of sponsors were 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 were, were, were dropping mm -hmm. the game just because of that reason right there. This overhang of who's the world champion. And if we look at like where the tournaments very often were, I mean, in 2004 it was held in in Libya. In Libya, in, tri uh, Tripoli, in Tripoli, yeah, yeah in Tripoli, yeah. and. Uh, it's probably like when, <laughs> that was when actually it, hilarious. By the way, just a, few, a footnote on Tripoli. I was invited to play in the World Cup, and I declined. I declined because the Jewish players from Israel were all barred, mm. and I thought, "Come on, you can't. It's not fair. That's just not fair." So 
more or less out of camaraderie, I'm not Jewish, but out of camaraderie, I said, look, I can't play in this tournament that's being boycotted, that's being deliberate, boycotted, what is it? Uh, banned. Why? There's a ban, yeah. And I got a call. The guy who called me from FIDE trying to convince me to change my mind and play, his name was Israel Gelfer. <laughs> he was trying to get, I know me him. To, yeah. get me to play in Triple like, <laughs> like I was getting tasered on this call. Like, Mom, you're not going to believe what just happened. Do you remember how, how it, I mean, not really culminated, but Vadim um, Milov was... Uh, was supposed to play. Yeah, right? he's he's a Jewish player, from, but from uh, Switzerland. Yeah, he, right. I, I think he was playing from from for Switzerland at the time. But um, yeah, he said that he he won't be able to play and so on. They said no, no, you'll be able to play. And then uh, he said, yeah, but you you said I could, but then you didn't send me the visa on time and so on. And he was like, uh, I don't remember the exact details, but basically you didn't allow me to play. Exactly. And then he sued them. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. uh, there's a sport court in Switzerland too. Uh, uh, in La- is Lausanne? Lausanne. Lausanne, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I. But I, by the way, Rustem wins that one, and uh, that was a big, big surprise. Those those World Cups, I mean, they're incredibly hard fought, but the the, the favorites were all getting knocked out. I but that mean. was the world champion. Yeah. That, that was, was not the, the World that Cup. Was the official, that was the World Championship. That was the official World Championship. It was no basically question. a World Cup. The way the World Cup yes. looks like of course, right today. now, it used to be the World Championship. Exactly. Yeah. I think that Rustam's path was pretty strong. Like he beat Topolov and then he beat Mickey in the final. Yeah. And by so, the way, he beat Topolov, who scored like 10 and a half out of 12. Yeah, he had some crazy matches. Crazy Topolov was just amazing. He was yeah. ripping through. And then Rustam stopped him. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Sorry. No, no, he, he had a... But, but I've checked like some previous of the Naka World Championships and it's very mixed. Like sometimes you have a really tough run to the final, sometimes you don't. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's these things, right? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a... I think the knockout format is great, but for a world championship, mm. it's a little bit, maybe a little, a little bit, bit too, too random. random. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, now it seems to me that the players themselves, you've made adjustments. It seems to me that the... Well, Baku is a case in point, you know, uh, Magnus wins. And then if you think about Sochi, I mean, uh, Duda, right? I mean, but Duda's actually in the favorite group, mm-hmm. if you think about it and that he way. Was. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying the favorites are starting to win, whereas I think when Ruslan, I, I may get it wrong, I apologize to Ruslan. I think when Ruslan actually won the world championship, uh, FIDE, he was like top 100. Yeah, it could be. You know, it's just like really He remarkable. wasn't over 2,700, right? No, no. no. Gary said uh, that he was preparing for a match with Ruslan and he was looking at his games from uh, the Reykjavik Open. Mm. Also, Rustam was, was it's 26. also out of nowhere. Yeah. Under 2,700. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but significantly. Yeah. 2,690, right? No, no, no. Wasn't he? No, not even close to 2,700. Think in the mid 2600s. Really? I, I could be. But I'm just saying that today it feels like to me the players are taking the World Cup a lot more seriously and they're playing harder chess and the favorites are beginning to use the format to their advantage, whether yeah. it means taking it to overtime or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, also for everyone besides Magnus, this is a 
was a big chance to qualify for the candidates, right? It's, exactly. Uh, it's not Three. guaranteed for anyone. Exactly. Did you see why Ferruccio, he said why he didn't play the World Cup. I didn't know why. why he just he? said that it was too long. He said, I couldn't what? imagine being in one place for that long. So it's strange. remarkable that he should say that because it was a complaint that Magnus made in one of his interviews. He was like, Magnus was, I think it was after Vincent, and he was saying like, I'm just, it's torture. Like these days oh, are really, really <laughs> long is. and I'm playing this classical idea. Why am I doing this to myself? But that's he because was, Magnus doesn't need it. That's why he's allowed to have those type of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Firuja shouldn't be allowed to have those type of thoughts. Like, yeah. come on, you need it. You need to get the canvas. You need exactly. to get the World Championship match. Like, exactly. how are you going to get there? You have to take every single opportunity that you have. Hikaru, he usually doesn't play these type of things, but right now he needs, he wants to can to go to the candidates, so he plays every single chance that he has to try to make it there. Exactly. Hiruja shouldn't have that. I mean, those yeah. thoughts are also, very strange. Magnus is 30, what, 33? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's getting up you're, you're, you're allowed to say that after you've been playing chess for 20 years. So <laughs> at, right. at the highest I levels, mean, yeah. Ali won everything. Ali Reza yeah. is still super young. <laughs> super right. young. <laughs> come on, come on. Like, at, at, least, at least go through one of these brutal events, and then you're like, okay, I, I hate this shit. Everyone hates this shit. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to play for one month straight. It's not fun. Right. I mean, you want to take a break every now and then, right? Right. You want and to go home, you, but, but you also feel the pressure all the time, right? Yeah, when you're in the main event, you just no, it's, an it's exhausting not event. It's not pleasant. I, I mean, the way I look at it with the World Cup is that, uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge time commitment. But most likely, if I make it a really huge time commitment, then it was probably worth it. Right. And if I fuck up, then I didn't waste too much time. <laughs> That's one way you can look at it, right? Right. right. At, at least, like sometimes in a classical tournament, you're playing right. running, playing badly, and then you're just there. Doing nothing for quick, two weeks, right? Quick question. You're digging down. You're digging down. You just made it through your third uh, round, which is maybe the fourth round for everybody else. Then you make it to the fifth round. And now you're thinking, I can just taste getting to the semifinals. Getting to the semifinals means I'm going to be qualifying for the candidates. Your anxiety level jumps. It feeling. wasn't as high as that match against Yilmaz for whatever reason. Yeah, it didn't happen. So that was a match against Lanier where oh, that, that was, was such a brutal match, right? Yeah, right. So that was when we pretty much figured that, okay, Magnus is going to get to the semifinals, most likely. Right. Um, who was he playing? He was playing, was it Ivanchuk at that point or Gukesh? Ivanchuk. Wait, are you sure? No, no I, think I think it was, it was Gukesh. Gukesh. I think it was Gukesh. Uh, because Gukesh was, there was uh, like four third, Indians third really doing incredibly yeah, final well. Eight, final Vidit, eight was Gukesh. Yeah. Vidit was in there too. He could easily, yeah. he was like, a step away from yeah, yeah. the candidate, sorry. So Vidit, Gukesh, Prague, um, and, and Arjun. Prague, yes. Prague and Arjun played each other. Yes. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that was the moment when I was like, okay, Magnus is probably, it's not 100%, but very, very good probably chance that he's getting there. Um, and so it, whoever wins between you between and Lanier will probably get to candidate. It's not 100%, right. but probably. Mm -hmm. So normally there's a lot of pressure there. Exactly, you could feel I, it. I did feel the pressure. Um, I have to say also like luck is involved, right? I, I really shouldn't have saved that first game. Exactly. I think Lenier also maybe his tiredness got to him. Right. Because the way that he didn't win the first game to me was a little bit strange. It felt like tiredness. It felt like something just kind of shut down a little bit at some mm -hmm. point. And also that he lost the second game uh, also mm -hmm. felt a little bit like tiredness. So I think some luck was involved for me, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel tremendous pressure. And after that, I sort of relaxed. Like after that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, like and then, and there, there goes the semifinal. Yeah, maybe it wasn't good because um, 
right. maybe I was a bit too too relaxed against Prague, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at that point, I figured probably the main goal. But then I lost to Prague, and I'm like, okay, I don't actually want to get fourth place, right? Right. No. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, no. No. And then you wait don't. for Magnus to officially exactly. Like, you want to clinch it, and uh, so I was pretty upset. But uh, yeah, when I when I lost my first game to Abbasov, I was like, okay, at least don't go out like this, you know. Right. Don't play like an idiot for the second the right. second game. At least like make it a fight. So right. things kind of worked out in that sense in the end. Um, but yeah, at that point, I I messaged you and you were like, I'm so dead right now, like energy wise. I'm just I like, after you Prague also or said no it. after you lost against Abbasov the first night. I oh think, yeah, yeah. I, I was, think you uh, said it in an, an official interview too, just how drained you were. Yeah, I was very drained. I, yeah. I really was. I think everyone was, so I wasn't trying to like use it as an excuse or anything. No. But um, did you manage to get some energy back for that second game? Or I don't know. I mean, I I think I I was at the end of the game. I was actually like kind of uh-huh. kind of dying at the board like, <laughs> right okay just last a few moves longer the game's about to end just right. don't like blunder your rook or something right so i was just trying to keep it together and then for the tiebreak i felt totally fine right i felt in my career over time that <clears throat> especially if a marathon tournament like a vikonze where you really give your all and then literally your body shuts down after the event you're you you now permit yourself to get a cold or flu or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and you just kind of go into this you know like cave like hibernation for a day or two is is that happening to you often or do you allow yourself even have those respites um let me think so the candidates is probably for example after baku what well, I just do? started playing a tournament right away after that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I Car, you want the 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 He's got the stamina. Na, na. <laughs> no, I, I went to Dusseldorf, right? Right. Uh, Dusseldorf. But that Dusseldorf oh, was sort of like relaxation for me. Like, I haven't seriously looked at chess since Baku. And so I was with someone in Baku. Yep. Second, right? Right. Uh, and, and also, like, I started using this program, Chessify. Or, like... Uh, which I, I now I'm kind of endorsing them, right? Okay. So and it actually logs the amount of hours that you work, and we were also working a week beforehand. So guess how many hours a day of actual chess engine being turned on were logged by uh, the both of us together combined? I know the on answer. average. I know on the average. Answer. So you, you I know. well, you, but you run the engine also because you're asking the engine to look at some openings, right? But so. we're almost always going to be working during that time like right. we don't so just I'm, leave it and then go away for a few hours that was that my doesn't, question that doesn't happen okay so i'm gonna guess 14 hours is that uh, 19 between the two of us combined yeah i think he, he was doing more than me but it was 19 on average and then you're playing as well Jeez. yeah so I, I was i mean I was that, that, that that's that, that's brutal yes, i was doing like nine he was doing he was doing over 10 <laughs> you know i mean it's just stunning so after that i just i haven't really seriously looked at chess <laughs> in the past week or so i also played a match against uh well against lazovic then against abdu sitarov um it's ridiculous. but I, I haven't really looked at like i didn't prepare for those ma- and against magnus i didn't prepare for those matches at all but it's just difficult at some point to that's why i'm glad this is this is like Fisher Random does. Exactly. Don't you have can to turn prepare. off your engine. You don't have to prepare. You just play good chess yeah. and good moves. Wow. And guys, uh, seriously, uh, I enjoy your podcasts. So well, first of all, I, I, and I watch them and I really enjoy them. 
But at the same time, I have to say, you both keep extraordinary busy schedules, Christian. So how do you guys connect? How do you manage I mean, the last few this? months, I think we've done uh, over the internet, online. Like for the most part, especially in the last three to four months, I mm -hmm. think uh, since Vike, maybe? No. No, there Mike was no, 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 no. I mean, we did American Cup live at yeah, this okay. table. American yeah. Cup, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me think. At this I, table. At this table. <laughs> at this table. <laughs> With well, you. Welcome to, my, <laughs> welcome to my crib, right? <laughs> and this was the footage that I saw on uh, the hard drives when I deleted uh, when them, you, when I formatted when you, them yeah. before we started this because podcast. Because you, you, you were maxed out on your... I was maxed out because of this <laughs> at the American Cup. So I think that was the last one. Yeah, that was probably funny. the last live one, which is kind of funny. American Cup was in... April, is that correct? March, April, maybe something like that. Maybe I think, beginning I think April, of April. I think beginning. Hey, beginning we got to stop meeting like this. People are going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't April. No, no, no. It was the end of middle of March because at the beginning of April we had the final four collegiate. Okay, tournament. so so beginning middle of March. of March. That's six months. But the bottom line question still remains: How do you guys do it? How do you guys connect up and manage? Because you're both keeping very busy schedules, you oh, as, as a coach. Our, and as our viewers know, we don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Does the word random mean anything to you? <laughs> In a random universe well, when two people you know, come together. It's know. advertised as a weekly. Oh, very good. Very good advertising. <laughs> we were but we really didn't say how, how many weeks in between. <laughs> In a year. <laughs> we nice. were really good about it at the beginning of the podcast. But the thing is, we also had a lot more time at the beginning of the podcast. Right. And then everybody, the thing is, if we are both at the same place, it's much easier to make it happen. But once everybody is in different time zones, that's a big one as well. Exactly. Um, in different places oh, with different time. commitments, you have to train sure. 19 hours a day for, you know, craziness, um, probably some of the most important chess games of your life. So it, it's kind of difficult, but. We keep a flexible schedule. A flexible, not a weekly well, schedule. When anymore, we started, it was schedule. it was pretty much an ideal moment in the chess right, world, right? Right, and it something was, fun, and yeah, yeah it was right before the Sinkfield Cup. Right, as everyone remembers and, the Sinkfield Cup. And you've got all of these wonderful stars to invite into yeah. your home and have a conversation. I'm sorry, you slipped something past me, and my spidey sense was alerted. What are you doing? The, what did you call it? The Chessify? Tell me about that. What's what the oh, heck? you're okay. doing? I, I'll, a do some, I'll do some. I'll do some uh, ads. Advertising. What is Chessify? So Chessify is a service that offers cloud computing. Sounds good. And it's so super engine. So you you rent you rent a server. Okay. And you can upload it to Chessbase, for example, right? If you're okay. if you're using Chessbase as your program, you can also use right. it on their website. Like they they have a, a board that you can you can save the analysis to, Great. or whatever. But right. but let's say uh, if you're using Chessbase, then you can use their server to upload an engine to Chessbase. Wonderful. And depending on the speed you want, you can get anywhere from a good speed uh, to something that nobody really needs. Now I'm not really doing a good ad for them anymore, but right. like something that is is just so oh, you're super, saying, super, super and strong. you would use a cloud engine because it's like a supercomputer and that's much yeah. better than a commercial engine. Nobody uses commercial engines yeah. at the top level. Anymore. That's what I mean. It, it you, just doesn't happen. Because your your need is so great. But continue. Yeah, this, this would be like a thousand times faster than your average commercial wow. desktop or whatever. I wow. Mean. So 
the reason I say that you don't really need it is because at some point computers just tend to go towards, okay, this position is equal. Yeah. The stronger they get. Yeah. But okay, if you want to have fun, then you can get a super strong engine and it, it can also be very useful. So, so we were using them for, I mean, I've been using them for a while, but uh, like it only became public, uh, public endorsement recently. Um, but that, that's the company. It's chessify.me. If you don't mind, how much does it cost to run on, say, an hourly basis? This depends on the speed of the engine and your plan. So you can you can rent different plans. They have their own currency. Uh, you you buy their currency and you can you can rent. You buy can get coins. Yeah. Buy coins. coins. <laughs> Crypto they, coins. They have their currency, or they also have plans where you can like rent a certain engine for free, but it's it's a lesser. Speed. version yeah, yeah it's just to give version. you a taste of what you might be missing yeah. or something yeah like so that. That, that's that's the idea wow um, i think they have a really nice service it's i'm impressed i mean and uh you use it obviously uh very very effectively i mean yeah i, I think a wow. lot of people use it a lot of like like anish definitely uses it he also mm-hmm. endorses them mm-hmm. uh levon uh, also endorses them right so I don't know how many people use it at, at the highest level, but definitely it's, it's becoming pretty popular. But you don't have to go back too far before it was a complete uh, revelation to chess, to professional chess players that right. you could use cloud engines. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I was telling this to mm-hmm. someone in 2016. I won't say who, but it's a very strong player. And they were like... <laughs> like stunned. Like what? Uh, right. What is this? Right. You, yeah. you, you rent? Yeah. You rent something. Like what? And now you will not find a player under 20, over 2,400. Grandmaster, yeah, what I would say. Or under, under Grandmaster, yeah. Right. Inter- international Master, the kids especially. As a chess coach. Oh, we only use cloud. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, wow. And we started in 2019. And at that point, okay, I mean, I worked with you during the World Championship match. And it was 2018. We were using the cloud at that point right. um, quite seriously. Well, we were, in 2018, we were doing something... Like we, we were renting off the cloud in, in a way that anyone can do. But we also got help from this Sigma. company, Two Sigma. Yeah. They were just giving us their servers. So we were connecting to, to them remotely. Um, but the hardware has changed so, I mean, it's remarkable how much has changed. Right. Like what were kind of supercomputers back then? What yeah. were they giving us in, in nodes? Like 100, 100,000? Yeah. yeah. 100, so now, now we use like million. I mean, just easy. just to give like an, an example easy. of the scales, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and it's easier to find that. Yeah, like and the type to... of engine, like not only the type of engine changes, but also the speeds mm-hmm. change. Yeah, the software, the hardware, everything is is so much more advanced. Yeah, wow, and simply wow. I mean, the chess world in general is 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 moving at an incredible speed. We are talking about the engines, but also you are talking about uh, online price funds. In twenty twenty, before the pandemic started. Nobody actually of took course. seriously enough. Outside of Tiger Tuesdays, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, right? That was the only, and that was like, what, $500 for first Yeah, of course, of like course, that. of course. When it went to 1000 everybody was like, wow, you know? Years before that, they that tried. 2020. Yeah, but years before that, Gary did with Kasparov Chess try to create an online event and... Uh, I think he actually got knocked out of his whole <laughs> event, where they had, let's say, some decent prices. But you're at no. I not mean, that it was scale. No, right? it was a revolution. But that was it like was three just, years ago. Uh, it, it, it's not unbelievable. A long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's changed what, remarkably. Yeah, Chess.com and you know the Magnus Carlsen tour is just revolutionized. But I, I want to bring chess. up 
uh, a topic that please so cheating back, oh, back to that okay <laughs> one of our like, least favorite topics yeah. go, go for it i mean obviously people were talking about this heavily when the whole magnus hans thing happened right exploded here in st yeah. louis and and then it sort of died down again thankfully and um and it's at some point it's going to explode again. I, I can just tell you. It's just like it's a little roller coaster it's, it's ride. We again. can't get off. Of I mean, it. it was clear it would happen at some point. I, obviously, nobody could predict that it would happen in that instance, right? No. But that it would happen at some point that someone says something very inflammatory. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to happen uh, again. Sadly, but because I it's agree. like the, it's the suspicion that's bubbling beneath the scene is just too much. It's right. Like, uh, everyone is suspicious of someone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's like, okay, obviously, um, Gada is, is very public with the comments he sometimes makes and, and Vladimir Kramnik is very public with the comments that he sometimes makes about cheating and, uh, but he sees like a Title suspicious Tuesday, right? yeah. Uh, behavior. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes they go too far. I mm -hmm. think like they, they definitely, um, they definitely can let their suspicions get the better of them and go into paranoia, right? Yeah, right. And maybe even accuse people who, who are doing nothing wrong. Right. But the the general um, the general idea I think is sort of correct. I think that there there is more cheating than we than we want to acknowledge. Yeah, probably. I don't know where it is, who it is. Um, I'm trying to remember. I I, I saw this probably a thread either on reddit or on twitter where it was basically explaining this software that was cheating in a human way like you could adjust the type of cheating that you were doing with the software and it was so, it so difficult make mistakes so difficult to catch it right. so difficult to catch it so I don't know what's behind the scenes in terms of software capable of cheating, right. but I have a feeling it's much more than we know or we can imagine. Right. And it's probably developing at the same speed or probably faster than the ones that are trying to catch the cheaters are. Right. So but also, if you have a, a strong player, you just don't need it. It's problematic. Right. And you know what's oh, even worse? Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about it a little bit because let's say if someone has a system if a, a person has a system in which they cheat, there's probably a pattern there, yeah. right? People tend to work within patterns. Um, but imagine if someone cheats spontaneously, right? Because they just get upset, not because they're trying to win money. <laughs> just, I'm fucking pissed off that I'm losing. And then, not, and then they just like turn their phone on in the like random point in the middle of one game, in the middle of one tournament. Right. I and mean, it's still cheating. Three very, very, very important good yeah, moves. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they're now, I, now I have a good position. Okay. Okay. Turn it off. And then they play, and then whatever happens, like you have a winning position, you might win, you might lose. Who knows? Right? right. But still, it is cheating. It does help you. Right. And it does change your level from whatever it is to a certain higher level. Right. Maybe it's plus two hundred. Maybe it's plus three hundred. Right. Knows? But um, completely spontaneous, random cheating. By a, by a grandmaster it's right would be just yeah. like impossible like impossible i mean we exactly. just have to, to live with it basically You're right so it just you you basically accept when you play an online tournament that yeah my opponent could at any moment turn their phone like in these non-monitored tournaments like right. if the cameras are on then it becomes a bit more right um like let's say champions chess tour cameras are, are on then suddenly there's an extra level of work that someone has to go to go through which is definitely not insurmountable i mean whatever the work is i don't know uh I haven't really thought about like the technological side of it, but definitely there's a way. Mm -hmm. There's just no, I, how could it not? But that's online right. events, right? And then you have the face-to-face -face events where somebody in the audience 
yeah. one of your friends that nobody knows that he's your friend or she's your friend just coughs at right. a certain moment in time or like you know you stands can up. do something like this stands right. up yeah. uh, you, you can agree beforehand what type of signal you want to employ. but the signal only says one thing this this is a moment this is the moment this is it that's Find it. the moment right and then you see the person standing up and you go Okay, I was contemplating the sacrifice, but the stand-up now says the sacrifice is good. And you, and you, you can have well, This is a great risk. First of all, you're including another person. Yeah, precisely so. Which means that at any point... Yeah, the paranoia of like, <laughs> this person could turn yeah. on me. Yeah, yeah that, that too. That, I mean, yeah, that you, you have to trust the person. Right. Uh, you also have... Like, th this was the problem what brought down Feller. Right? You know the Feller case. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like for the people who, who don't know about it, it's... Um, French grandmaster was caught cheating in the Olympiad. With and, the, and also with the text. Yeah. He, he gave his phone to there, somebody. Yeah. And like, What's it was this? three people, right? Right. It was first, the first the person was a person at home giving information to the captain and then the captain signaling, I forget exactly how. Mm -hmm. He would player. go from one player. Right? To, yeah, he was going to the pattern. left side of the board and then the right side of the board. And that was... A, That's quiet. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. Exactly. And it's it just the apart. captain walking around. Yeah. It fell apart because text got somehow revealed. Exactly. So Feller borrowed his phone to somebody to make a phone call, yeah. and I don't remember the details, yeah, but yeah, some, yeah. something happened, and somehow the text right. messages got discovered. Precisely. So there's always an element, an extra element of risk. If you can actually do it on your own, that's that's ideal, right? I mean, right. You don't have to include someone else. Clear. But over the board, I mean, it's just so much more difficult. Like I wouldn't worry about it over the board just yet. Maybe. At some point, maybe like the technology advances, then we have to worry about over the board. But just at the moment, online though is a difference. I mean, especially one of the interesting things for me, and we always talk about the singularity and uh, humans and computers kind of mesh, having a mesh up. But there's no question that between now and that moment of singularity, we are going to use chips. We are going to embody ourselves with chips, and maybe what I want as a chip, instead of being in a situation. What year was the was the Academy Award won, and what was the movie? I've got the chip that has the Encyclopedia Britannica, and every fact and figure that is is instantly in my mind. Now I've got the microchip, but then I have a microchip that is also a chess engine. Like, I mean, and I'm over. telling you, it's over. At that point, I've got over. the microchip in my mind because I'm accessing. You know this library of information. Then we've got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> the chess. You don't have to worry about chess. Forget the chess. <laughs> we got insider trading going on over here. <laughs> I think bigger problems than that. I mean, we got Terminator happening. <laughs> we got issues. Okay, fortunately, nothing in our lives uh, to worry about. But I I'm think sure I think that. Elon sure Musk five, is five trying to do. Not in our lives. I yeah, think five, ten years yeah. there. David Levy, international master David Levy, had uh, given me his book where he predicts by the year 2050, we will be marrying robots. Marrying Wait, robots. I'm pretty sure it already happens. And he says we're on schedule. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm not surprised because I, I already see some news about things like that every once in a while, mm. especially with like uh, virtual reality, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay, this is yep. not, I mean, that's definitely been explored that people will start living virtual lives right. completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit scary. I mean, True. put a VR headset on and start talking or like By the way, dating. That makes me uh, nauseous. Like the VR artificial headset. intelligence. 
they don't have the capability right now. Like you can only de- do certain things and look realistic. But again, we're like five, ten years away. A few hundred billion dollars um, invested by the right company, and there you have it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Facebook has been losing a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. amount of money and trying to develop exactly. that. Um, they, so, yeah. they're, they're taking a risk. They, I mean, if they're the first ones there, then... Right. You can buy real estate on the virtue, the VR, right? Yeah, buy a house. It's, it's, it's crazy. What else? Um, Dude, there's just so much. There's just so much that has happened in the world of chess. And by the way, the women's game, to, to me, there was, there was just the Tata Steel in India. India. Okay. That was really, really a nice event. And it just seems to me that the women's game is, you talk about the golden era for chess, but I think the women are being included. I, by the way, am mm. sporting a Karen, Karen Scott. Scott yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, that's a really, really nice event. And I think there's just going to be more of these types of events coming up. The women are happy. Oh, inter- interestingly, did you see what happened um, today between the, U- the U.S.? Because the Women's World um, Team Championship is happening just started a, a new event Poland. a new yes. event in and Poland the US team beat Bulgaria which is a strong team 4-0 no yeah, way 4-0 go which, ladies i mean i've i've no i'm not rooting against bulgaria of course but, not. but uh, i am rooting for the US actually right. so right. I, I was was happy to see and they also won their first match against germany which i think I was an upset uh, i think uh, i think that was a bit of an upset as well also so um, hopefully they keep going 2-0 so far is pretty good. They're they doing do well. Darn good. They're darn good. Well. That's um, actually not a very long tournament. They play rapid chess for the most part. I think 45 exactly. minutes plus 15. Something along those lines. So they, different event. They need to stop event. doing random time controls. Thank you. Uh, uh, 45 uh, minutes uh, plus 15 seconds. It's wait, so wait, difficult wait, to keep wait, track. Wait, we're playing here in the Fisher Random 20 minutes plus 5. Last and year it was like 25. Uh, two years ago it was 15. And, and I'm looking at that I'm going... That's a different rapid time control. Why can't we just have a three plus two? That's your five minutes. Let's go on. Figure out 15 plus 10. Mm-hmm. That's your rapid. Let's go. 90 minutes plus 30 seconds. No second. That's your classical. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It just. Yeah, I think, I think that's good. But I think we could have maybe like faster blitz, slower blitz. So five, three and three, two, because I like. Five, I like, three and three, two. I like them for different reasons. Okay. I think they're both interesting. And but then, standardize yeah, yeah, the damn at time least you controls. Have like two in each, two in each. Let's say. Okay. So you don't like 25, 45. It, 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 every time I go to a tournament, I feel like I have to. It's like by the fourth day as a commentator <laughs> yeah, that I'm now. Well. Imagine I, I being the well, con- I know the time control. Imagine being a player. No, it's just brutal. I mean, because you... You don't train all these time controls. No, and, and you're always constantly making these inner adjustments. You're playing a rapid chase game, and you've got 15 plus 10. You, you establish a certain rhythm for yourself, and you realize you're not going to spend five minutes on a single move. Mm-hmm. Now it's 25 plus 10. Sure. You're just like, wait a minute, maybe I can spend five minutes on a single move on a 25 mm-hmm. plus 10. So it just... It's got to throw you off. It's yeah. It's also, brutal. I think it's it's better for fans, viewers. They just understand what they're getting into, which brutalizes once again the world championship cycle itself. Because the candidates and the world championship match uses a time control that nobody else also, would they, think they, of doing. It's I, it's I'm terrible. trying to remember, but I think that they were changing the time control inside 
this candidates and world championship cycle for this new one coming up in 2020. No, I I don't know about the next one. I'm talking about like in the past from what I remember the the time control was changing. Like when I played, I think it changed. Well, you had a very, very long, long time control, right? Yeah. Yeah. The very long with with the three. Well, the thing was, was in Dusseldorf in February, the tournament Levon won. Vadim wanted to organize the tournament to give Nepo mm-hmm. some exposure to the time control yes. for Madrid. So they used this incredibly, insanely long time control to get... But not for Madrid, for the World Championship match in, in Kazakhstan. Yes. Yes, yeah. sorry. Yes, that's right. For the World Championship match Yeah, they match used itself. this very long... Yeah, so that he could get this training. For well, it. as a commentator, you were uh, having eight, nine hours. <laughs> yeah, like, you were having a lot of fun. Is, yeah, this is a <laughs> This was not in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this in the contract? <laughs> Who came up with this? <laughs> I mean, like, where's my agent? <laughs> He's fired. <laughs> She's fired. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like we talk about this every single podcast, but it's the Indian players. Fantastic. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Holy I mean, smokes. we brushed off Pragnanda, yeah, and his right. performance in Baku, but what a performance, like breakthrough performance. And yeah. did you see uh Gukesh too? I mean, Gukesh. Elgin, okay, Arjun, he's Arjun, Gukesh is first of all number one Indian player right now. Wow, he passed Vichy after fifty Vichy years, right? At seventeen years of age. I know. It's incredible. It's ridiculous, right? Right. And then Pragnananda. Yeah. I mean, the reception that he had after that performance. Right. Getting to the final, playing against Magnus. Sure. Brilliant. Just, I, I mean, outrageous. It's just uh, let me just jump in on this one. In Dusseldorf, he sits out day, day one because he's just exhausted. He says, come on, guys, I got to sit out. No problem. Comes in for day two. He's 4-0. <laughs> the number of Indian fans who were outside the playing hall waiting for him to come out and sign them. And I mean, they rushed at me because I had the exit. They saw who I was and they went, oh, (laughs) I could easily go to my car. And I was thinking for the first time in my life, like what Magnus, the opposite of Magnus said. I don't want to be like Prague because <laughs> that dude was not going to get to dinner for another 40 minutes. I mean, it was pretty bad. He made it to the World He's, Cup Finals. Wow. And wow. he got received uh, by, first of all, this flood of people right, right. at the airport. But right. then uh, Narendra Modi, the, Modi, the, the prime, prime minister, minister of India, the, the one of the most, maybe one of the most popular, one of the most important persons on the uh, planet. And from Indian politics, since uh, Gandhi, uh, I mean, one of the most uh, powerful politicians India's produced, receives him. And by the way, Modi has been very supportive of Vichy's career, too. So that's something to keep in mind in India. The rise of India. Just an incredible generation. Absolutely phenomenal. Wow. I have to say, at some point, I thought that Prague was probably falling behind. I was like, okay, he's stuck 2670, 2650, 2680, 2670. He's going to stay there forever. Right. But then I understood that's because I've seen him since he was here in St. Louis. He played that match of the millennials. Do you remember that? I I wasn't here for that, fortunately, because that was a very, very tough. This guy was there. Yeah. I I, I, I don't remember exactly what I was doing. Probably some commentary. Abdusatorov was 
Is here there? at the same he had a funny haircut he, he was like <laughs> 10 years of age like 2500 nice I, you could feel the swag from abdus Sattaro for sure right uh, at that time and of course pragnanda since we have this perception since we've seen him uh, for so many years right growing up it feels like he's just been stagnating but he hasn't been no. stagnating He's been going from 25 to 25.50, back 25.30, back to 2,600. Right. And now he's like 20, what, 27.20 or something like that? 27.20, I think. He's yeah. breaking through right now. I was in Dusseldorf in February. Again, that was the tournament that Levon won. Jan was there. Wesley was there. The two kids, uh, Gukesh and Prague. And I watched them analyzing together. And, you know, there, there are moments when you just say, Okay, that's revealing. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, wow. And I remember this very, very vividly. There was, this was Gary Kasparov before he became world champion. Mm -hmm. We were in uh, Nixich in 1983, and Gary lost, lost the game to Spassky. And there was Lubovitch Timon and I, and we were watching the postmortem, and it was like, no, you can't play that because of And this went on for like 20 minutes. Lubo, who is the most communicative and talkative person I've ever met in my life, we walked back to the hotel in silence because we were dumbfounded by what we saw Gary produce. These kids, and I'm throwing Vincent in the mix there too, sure. when they were analyzing together, I was looking around like... They got computer chips in their heads, man. They calculate fast. Yeah. Fast. That's a very calculating fast. generation for sure. Right. They calculate very well. They do. And accurately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I mean, you played against him. What did you feel his biggest strength was right now? Did you feel him as a complete player in, no, in every no. format, in every style of position? Yeah, he's, he's very tenacious. He calculates well. Um, Pretty, pretty cool in general. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem to get keeps overly emotional, things like that. Calm. Yeah, yeah in general, he keeps like a high-level play, and, and he's not one of those players that gets upset when they're in the bad position, mm -hmm. which is good. Mm -hmm. Right. That's important. Because a lot of players, they get very upset. Yeah. I'm, when And you can yeah. kind of feel that, right? Right. And then you start to feel like, okay, I'm going to beat this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. The equilibrium. Definitely not like, I wouldn't say complete yet, but okay, complete mm -hmm. is difficult to, yeah. to achieve. But I, I mean... I, I'm speaking about this from the point of view of like, like an elite, elite level, grand, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, obviously, for for no, for strong grandmaster, he's a complete player, right? Like he right. has he has small weaknesses, but um, but nothing like glaring, right? Uh, same same with the other kids, but I I speak about these kids so often, I'm just <laughs> kind of bored. Like <laughs> every I mean, every other us, day, I'm talking it, about. It, but it exactly, is a phenomenal exactly. rise. It is, yeah. and India, man, I remember. I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. Wei Yi. No, from China. That's, that's good. Wei Yi, yeah. When he came up, he was this prodigy. And everybody was saying, whoa, wait a minute. This guy is going to be the new Chinese superstar. Mm -hmm. And he, he's really good. He's still me, very I mean, good. Yes. Look, I mean, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but he didn't become the candidate. Because he doesn't play. Well, but he hasn't something, played a lot. something went off the career rails. Because at one point, 
He was I, playing actively at some point. He didn't. He didn't make the like final push to twenty six seventy. That's what I mean. Uh, twenty seven, twenty seven, twenty seven seventy, or whatever it is. Yeah, and he didn't become a candidate. Yeah, he? no, that's why it's like it's still a bit early to say. I that's mean, these right. kids will probably most, if not all, will be top players, but it's still too early to say. Like they could be the Vichy Kramnik, uh, Topalo generation yeah. uh, of their of their generation, right? right. They could be. Uh, or or some of them could be and some could could uh, fall a little bit behind. Still exactly. remain very strong players, but not like let's say top ten, but not world, world championship champion. uh, level. Mm-hmm. And like everyone thinks they'll all be world champions. They just they can't of all course. be world champions, yeah. right? right? There's right. only going to be a few world champions in history. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're not not everyone in your generation can right. be a world champion, right? right. So so these things are unpredictable. Uh, I mean, they are they are tremendous players, of course, already. But some, some may uh, stall a bit in their progress. Some may explode. Like Gukesh being the first to explode in progress mm-hmm. was a surprise. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, um, I thought maybe Arjun, maybe Prague, but I didn't expect Gukesh to be the first to explode to the twenty-seven sixty. What was it? Twenty-seven sixty. Close twenty-seven seventy. Now twenty-seven sixty-five maybe right. uh, level. Right. That that was that was a bit of a surprise. Um, Let me put you in some uh, a world of hurt. You got these three guys. You got to choose one for the next two years. To do what? To be the best of the three. To like by rating or by by uh, rating Arjun, Prague, or Gukesh. Who are you choosing? It's funny because we did that in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, well, we can update the first episode. <laughs> every time I, I see every time I see Cigar, also the same I, question. I, I get I get no, like I, I gave an interview to Chess Base India recently. Right, of course. And so he kind of asked this: uh, Who and, do you pick out of our? Uh, well, he like an update since all the, the last lineup. time because I, I said Arjun at the start. Okay. Uh, I, I, Arjun is is interesting. I, I don't know how his career will progress. I mean, he's he's very very good, but like sometimes things just go a little bit wrong for whatever reason in in his tournaments, and something just goes a little bit wrong. Uh, and like the World Cup, right? He played a really great tournament the entire way, and then something went a little bit wrong in that right. critical match against Prague. Mm-hmm. Because he he actually should have been the one, right? If he had played this Queen A six instead of what else? Uh, well, he just needed to draw with White in the second mm-hmm, classical mm-hmm. game. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you just uh, however you do it, you just draw with White in a classical game, right? right? It's it's uh, one of those like basic tasks for mm-hmm. for a strong grandmaster, right? Should do it. Should and let's say that. if I need to beat uh, Arjun Prague, any twenty seven hundred plus player, or even twenty six. 50 plus on, on demand, demand. on Not demand easy. i consider my chances pretty low agreed they're there yeah but in classical very very low so right um something just went a little bit wrong that he didn't manage and i have to say his demeanor during that game was weird because hmm. i i was watching uh the game i mean i was also playing but i was and i i didn't really like understand where the trend of the game was going i thought okay more or less white has a fine position from the opening it looks about about equal then it went to an end game that looked more or less equal, but they kept playing forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And of course, I figured, okay, so obviously he's under pressure. I didn't understand the end game because it was some kind of weird chaos mm-hmm. with like pass pawns on multiple sides. But but they keep playing, so obviously he's pressed like progress pressing this game. Right. And Arjun didn't have like any emotion throughout the game. It was very strange. So it was like no tension. It was it was kind of a weird. Uh, it just didn't like no fidgeting. Yeah, no it, it worries. 
the, the, the stakes, stakes, the stakes mm-hmm. of, of, of the moment. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So that was, um, I don't know. I, sometimes it's like a little bit of destiny is involved also, right? Prague mm-hmm. gets the quote candidates, Arjun doesn't. Right. Just based on that he won a game on demand with black. Of course, if you win a game on demand with black, you kind of deserve it. Right. I mean, let's be fair. Yeah. yeah. And if you lose a game with white on demand, then maybe you don't deserve yeah, it. Maybe you didn't do, do enough to qualify. Right. I don't know. No, but I have to say, um, there's a very interesting clash of generations that's brewing right now. You guys are the gatekeepers, you know, Magnus, you, Ani, 30 group. These guys are coming and they're yeah, knocking at the gate. They're 20 like, hey, year group. Yeah, group. But they still have a steep hill to climb. Right. right now because uh, there's well, still a difference there. Yeah. And it felt like that was so true in the finals where Magnus really was the gatekeeper and it looked and like he was very impressive. Anish, you guys are going to be there for like the next 10, 15 years. Wesley, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 15, 10, 15 years. years. <laughs> That's a long time. Which but raises a question. Maybe, What's the maybe, ideal maybe. ages? Uh, what is the ideal ages for being a premier player? I mean, we could 25 probably, to 35? Like when people usually peak, 30? right? Like when do people usually become world champion? Let's go back from, let's say, Fisher. So Fisher, 29, right? Okay. And uh, more or less, uh, Spassky was a little older than Fisher. Yeah, Tal. Uh, Tal was the was the earliest, earliest by far. But then you had people like Bodvinik and uh, Alakine. They were. I don't want to go off on Bodvinik again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, just on that note, I do think. Apologies, prove me wrong. In their hundred and twenty plus games that they played against each other i do believe that smyslov had an edge yeah but this is the thing Bodvinik had this huge advantage because he had the automatic rematch exactly like what is this rule it's you amazing. lose a match and, and so you, first he has yeah. the champion's privilege if he right. draws a match he wins exactly which he used against uh bronstein yeah and probably also against <laughs> like they use it once more to- uh, i think against uh, smyslov Okay, and then if he loses the match, he gets, he gets another match. Every time, every, as and, and he also created the system himself, right? right? Like he was kind of one of the pioneers the of this. Yeah, yeah. Of the I mean, you make a system and then you use it to become to stay world champion for ten years on knock, right? Right. It's uh, that's why I and he wasn't really dominant. Right. I mean, he was a great player, but he wasn't I, dominant. I, I really think we have to just forget about the past and kind of bring it uh, the modern era and just talk about today's players. Today's players, you think about the modern era of Magnus today. And what is it, Magnus 33? 33, yes. 33. Actually, and he's turning 33 this year, sometime this year. I don't know when. November. But he's yeah. been it's always during the World top Championship dude match. for 13 years. So you could say Magnus at 20 to now. I wouldn't is, say 13. I would say... Well, he won in 2013. Actually, wait, 2010? No, no. But like, when was he high, highest rated? He, Already by 2010, I think. Or was he consistently highest rated? Because it was very close at some period. It was like well, to Paul of Anand's. In the candidates in London, the one he qualified from, uh, he was considered. Point, at that point, he was, he was definitely. He was considered right, yeah. the best player on the planet right right there. Um, I think 2012 maybe is when he like, from like. Well, we may be talking Magnus 2022 20, to now. Yeah. And do you see Magnus have had it as having. For argument's sake, another five golden years in front of him. Another yeah, ten sure. oh, I don't golden know. year. That ten depends a lot. a lot on him. Ten is a lot indeed. That yeah. depends also on his motivation. Right. Uh, so I, maybe twenty to thirty-five, which it would be like major league pitchers, by the way. I mean, that's yeah, that's considered I mean, their careers. There. But you don't have to 
to quit. That's the thing. No, like you no, can still. I, you, you, don't get, you don't get injured. The he, yeah. The only question is, will he be? You don't get uh, injured. Number that. one, will he be a top player? Like, let's say when he's fifty-five years old, he'll still be a very strong grandmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, right. He'll okay, still be that's super a scary strong. Thought right there. But, but will I mean? Okay, Victor was a strong amazing. grandmaster at seventy. Right? Amazing. But obviously, amazing. Victor was not Smyslav, a top player. Also, uh, yeah. amazingly so, strong at sixty. Almost qualified for a match at exactly sixty something. It took a Gary Kasparov to stop him, which is kind of funny. And Vichy today. Vichy more recently. Vichy still like. Excuse me. It's hard know, to say if he's still like top top, but he's still more or less an elite level player. Definitely. But he, he also semi retired. Yeah, but three years ago. But if he right? trained, like coaching and stuff, if he trained, would he still be twenty seven fifty plus? It's the energy probably, levels. Probably, probably still. But I mean, it's it, it is impressive. He's there. So he's you there. say five yeah. years? It, it really depends on Magnus, and I totally agree yeah. with that. I think that like I okay, so I first played him. I think 2010, if I can say. That was the yeah. first time we played. Um, there, and I think this goes for both of us. Like there are areas that were much better as players, areas that were definitely lost something. Like if I look back on my, myself, definitely I understand chess better. I kind of... No um, questions, yeah. But what, what does understand knowledge. chess mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, my knowledge of chess is much more but definitely I lost some things. It's, right. not all, it's not all improvements. Exactly. Whether it be your energy, ambition, you're at the board yeah. pushing could, yourself. There's a million factors. It could exactly. be something that you don't even think of, right? Uh, right. Like, I remember Rustam making this comment. He was like, you have the weirdest time usage. And But he almost made it seem like, um, like it was almost a good factor. <laughs> like you're you're confused like you suddenly think for 30 minutes and then suddenly and then you make like five direct moves, moves yeah. in a row which i i completely changed how i spend time in a game i don't know what what's but about. you became conscious of it then yeah because a lot of times you don't you're not conscious of your time usage but you never know how these things affect your opponent right like right. some sometimes being in time trouble can actually negatively affect your opponent like there's a million Truly. factors right so uh you, Sometimes I feel like I lost some things and I gained some things and okay, overall maybe I'm a stronger player, but it's it's definitely not all improvements compared to let's say when I was when I was twenty yeah, or, right. or twenty two. When I pretty much had the same rating, right? right. <laughs> My rating hasn't really changed in the last On the note of what you're talking about, one of the things that was incredibly scary was Vichy Anand at seventeen and eighteen. Dude played the whole game in ten minutes. I mean, you got two hours, dude. <laughs> and I mean, you're playing a guy, you're used to a rhythm. Like, I would be used to a rhythm where I used two hours, my opponent used two hours. Nepo was doing that also. It was unbelievable. It threw, it threw people off. I mean, later when, when Vichy slowed down, mm-hmm. I mean, then we were seriously tasered because we didn't understand <laughs> Vichy at all. You yeah. know? Like, how did he, the transformations mm-hmm. he went through. Yeah. No, I remember uh, this uh, Jan doing this also to like top GMs actually. Playing I remember playing against quick. I think Dieter Nisipanu, who uh, by the way was at top some point in the semifinals or the World Championship match back. He lost against Halifman, I think. Yeah, uh, Las in Vegas, Las Vegas, exactly for the World Championship. Ninety-eight or something to like that. Shirov, maybe. Or maybe to Shirov. Maybe I, 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 I could remember this one clearly, but no, yeah. I think it was strong GM. Twenty-seven hundred, twenty-seven yeah. plus, in, in basically. Vegas, yeah. I think he finished with more time than he started with. One hour third, and, and it's it wasn't all theory. It was just like he was just blowing him off the board slowly but surely. 
Wow, just, really but this had a, had pluses and minuses for Jan. Like yes, we, there were horror, horror stories as well. Of, of course, Jan absolutely. doing this. It yeah. sometimes works out, and uh, and he's a genius. And sometimes it work. It doesn't work <laughs> yeah, out. And he wonders. Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jan is an interesting. Because I like I remember playing Jan in two thousand fifteen. I'm gonna say in the first round of Dortmund. You remember it well. <laughs> no, I, I remember the name pretty well. I was just trying to remember the year. Like which, yeah, which I know that's the hard part, right? So he had, getting he had, the place right is pretty good. Yeah, no. The year is... No, the, because I played Dortmund a bunch of times. Many times. And, and so he, he had won a European Championship years before. Like he was well known as... A, and he was 27, 10 or so. But I didn't consider him the same level. And I really thought like this is a guy to beat. Right. And like, okay. let's say Wesley, I was also playing that tournament. Wesley was around 27, 80, right? I thought, okay, this is just different levels of right players, and and Jan is the one who made the breakthrough rather than Wesley. Remarkable. Like if, if yeah, uh, if, two you breakthrough, about, three yeah breakthrough, if you think two about two breakthrows, it that right? Way, yeah. Uh, so it's you never know when someone's progress gets. Like also, Levon is an interesting case because Levon he he won the World Cup probably when he was around early twenties. Wow, and number two in the world and closing in on Magnus. Yeah, he he had like a late development, and then he suddenly became like the guy who was most likely to be world champion besides Magnus. Right. Um, and at some point, they were both considered like equal chances. Now, people who are watching this might not remember, right? Right. Uh, and don't days. forget, in the candidates, um, it was Levon that knocked Magnus out in their match. Yeah, early yeah. Two, 2009 or something. Something like uh, that, yeah. One maybe Gelfand came out of. But it doesn't matter. But the point was, yeah, I mean, Levon, you thought he's such an obvious challenger to be obvious I, I think he got unlucky like he he won so in 2004 Rustam wins the world championship which in is a knockout system yep. and 2005 Levon wins the same exact tournament right which is a knockout and it wasn't a qualification for the candidates That's inter- it was a qualification not only was it not the world <laughs> championship it wasn't even a qualification it was a qualification for, the- for a qualification for the world championship <laughs> right which Topol for, for the and, can- and Gata yeah. Gata Okay, never mind. Go on. Yeah, yeah there was there was some mess there as well, right? Paul and and, and, and Kamsky, playing, yeah. yeah. But it's it's just very strange. Like this is also based on system, and sometimes there's some luck factors. Right. I mean, this if he had won this, the, that tournament a year before, he would be world champion. Exactly. But he wins a year later, and it's, it's called something else. Right. Uh, so, so it's not just about opportunity. Mm. It's uh, you know, it's winning when it really, 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 really counts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we can't we can't negate the. Or we can't discount that there is there is definitely some luck involved because no question about you can it. be a great player, but you also sometimes have to be at the right place at the right time, and also exactly. you are dependent on on a system, right? You yeah. can't you can't bend the system to your will. You have to work within the system. True. Yeah. So the system uh, is sometimes easier to get through than other times, right? You dodge my question. The question was, you got Gukesh, you got Prague, you got Arjun. <laughs> I forgot what forgot about the question. Be the... <laughs> and you got two years from now, who's rated the highest? And by the way, this podcast is from 2023. One year later. <laughs> one year later. Yes. I don't know. It's also, is it like one random list or, or are you just get like a full year average or something like that? Golly, well, is, is that going to affect your answer? Yeah, no, definitely. Because I mean, if it's one, I think it's going to be close. If it's like one random list, yeah, I don't know. It, either one of them. Like, okay. They, they, they'll, they'll probably bounce around a bunch. Okay. A weighted average over two, the next two years then. Let's give it to Prague. You know what? I'll, I'll do that because Gukesh is higher, so I don't want to give the, 
like the safe answer, right? Okay. You have the recency bias. Uh, I had that with Abdusatarov yeah. um, after one of his, uh, after uh, Vaikanze, where he did amazingly well, right? He almost won the tournament. He should have won. Maybe he should have won the tournament. Um, I'm going to go with Gukesh. I'm going to continue going with Gukesh. Okay. Dinner in two years is on the, <laughs> <laughs> is on the winner. I'm this, going to go with Arjun. I bet Marie something in like 2016. Did you collect? About Carissa, because she was, she was very young and she was playing like her first US championship. Right. And I was like, she's going to be the first something Youngest. something at this date. And he You're was right. like, no, it's going to be something something. At, and then I don't remember the bet. I don't remember the terms of the bet. I don't remember right. who won. Right. And I don't remember uh, if anyone ever paid anything. <laughs> so this is what happened to a bet in two years. Nobody Except paid anything. This has got recorded, dude. This is okay. And if I win, I'm cashing but we in. Can, we can delete the video. <laughs> Reimagine history. The magic. <laughs> Through the mag magic of television. I was sure I chose Arjun, everybody. You know, maybe. <laughs> Make a copy in case they... They're going to clip it. They're, what, they're what definitely going to clip no, it. What is it when they make the deep fakes? Oh, the deep fakes. Yeah. yeah, you guys could change it on me. <laughs> I don't think we're that desperate for a free dinner. <laughs> well, the fans, we haven't chosen the restaurant yet. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, on that note... Exactly. Guys, it's uh, been a blast. Good uh, podcast to be back to. Um, yeah, yeah. get we'll, back on it, guys. Yeah, we'll, I mean, you've look, got a lot of fans. It's a weekly podcast. <laughs> it's a weekly... We don't Believe us. We don't measure... It happens during <laughs> random weeks. <laughs> random <laughs> weeks. <laughs> All right. See you guys next next time. My goodness. Cheers. Thank you.